Okay. So, uh, I, I've been, I can't say I've been necessarily thinking of this for a very long time, but, uh, I have spoke about this kind of topic before. Um, and it was just brought to my mind, uh, two Sundays ago. Um, it's that story of Jonah, um, just chapter one of Jonah and Jay was, Jay was talking about it and, and, and the Lord just gave me a reminder of, of what he spoke to me a long time ago. And I mentioned this at Ignite when we were there actually in a ministry time. Um, and I think it was after like Becca spoke and I led a ministry time after that. And this came to my mind. So I kind of turned it into a sermon and we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I'm still trying to put my finger on what the Lord actually wants me to get from it. But I called it the wrong things. Um, and... Yeah, we'll see what happens here. So Jonah chapter 1. I'm just going to read verses uh, 1 through 6. Um, so now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of, I think it's Amity, um, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa, I think that's how you say it, and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. Pretty repetitive. It's hilarious. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid and cried out against or cried out to his God, and they hurled the cargo from that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it up for him. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship and lain down and was asleep. So the captain came and said, "What are you? So why are you sleeping? Arise, call out to your God, and perhaps the God will give a thought to us that we may not perish." So we know this story pretty well, and we'll we'll read the rest of it after this, but. Um, we know it pretty well, but I there's like a different angle that I want to kind of take on this. A different kind of, I hate using the word spin because everybody thinks it's like, well, this guy's sacrilegious or something. But I don't know. I think there's a there's something in here. So I'm going to kind of take a different twist on this. But so in that, we know that God tells Jonah, hey, go to Nineveh. Okay. Uh, Jonah says no and ends up actually going somewhere else. Um. And as we know, Nineveh is evil, it's ugly, it's bad, it's not pleasing to the Father at all. So I, I really thought this was interesting because not only was Jonah commanded from from the Father, like pretty, I mean, arise and go to Nineveh, pretty, pretty blunt. Not only was he commanded, but, I mean, Jonah said no. And then second, he still took up all of his things and went somebody and went somewhere else. He fled to Tarshish. So, why? Like, why is that interesting? Because he didn't stay still. He still moved. He still did something else. It's like, I mean, he essentially ran away from evil, right? He ran away from this place called Nineveh, which was evil and disgusting, and. At first glance, we're like, oh, that's good. He should run from evil because that's bad influence on his spiritual walk with the Father or something, right? He shouldn't be surrounded by that. He shouldn't be surrounded by those people. Blah, blah, blah. 
you know usually the kind of christian stuff like um i even struggle with that that phrase tell me who your friends are and i'll tell you who you are um yeah there's some truth in it but i struggle with that because it's like that christian mindset of of run away from evil almost captivate yourself in your own little huddle don't hang out with anybody who's different from you and i think that's where christianity is kind of getting off place i don't want to take this tangent too far but i just thought that was so interesting because we would look at that as the american church and say oh great job jonah that's great man that you're not going there um aside from god actually like commanding him we would all like praise him like oh that's good that you didn't go there um but I just thought that was interesting because he went to a completely different place. He didn't just like stay put and say no, like a pouting kid in Target. He literally picked up and went to another place. Another part that I really think is interesting is uh, um, in verse 4, it says that the, the, the guys in the boat, the, the mariners, if they call it, were throwing all the cargo overboard. Um, everything they had to try to save themselves. So keep those two things in your head, okay? Keep that um, he went to a completely different place to run away from evil and that they were all throwing stuff overboard. Uh, they were, I mean, they, the boat was light, okay? It was essentially them. Um, okay, let's keep reading. Uh, verse 7. Um, and they said to one another, Come let us... Cast lots that we may know whose account this evil um, has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. So now everybody knows that it's Jonah's fault that this is all happening. Um, but they don't want to admit it. You know, they're like, I'm not going to admit it, and we're going to read on. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. And they said to him, tell, Tell us on whose account this evil has come upon us, and what is your occupation, and where do you come from, what is your country, and what people are you? And he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. And then the men were exceedingly afraid, and said to him, What is it that you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeting from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. And then they said to him, What shall we do to you that the sea may quiet down for us? For the sea grew more and more temptuous, or like crazy. Um, he said to them, Pick me up and hurl me into the sea. Then the sea will quiet down for you. For I know it is because of me that this has come upon us. So, Essentially, what we can gather from that is that the Lord, or that Jonah thinks the Lord wants to kill him. You know, he's that afraid. He's terrified. Um, and he said, the only thing that's going to save you guys is if you throw me overboard and essentially kill me. Um, which is crazy. I, I envision that this boat in the middle of the sea, these uh, everything just crazy all around this boat. A bunch of pirates with eye patches on. And, and Jonah says, just throw me over and it'll settle down and... and kill me and it'll settle down kind of thing so jonah's freaked out he uh, is obviously not trusting the father very much right now so let's keep reading 13 nevertheless the men rode harder to get back to dry land but they could not for the sea grew more and more crazy against them therefore they called out to the lord oh lord 
let us not perish for this man's life. And lay not us an innocent blood for you, O Lord. Have you have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah and hurled him into the sea, and the sea seized from its raging. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. So they knew the answer. They knew what was going on. Everybody knew what was happening. Um, but they continued to struggle and struggle and struggle to try to get back to dry land. Um, then they finally throw Jonah over and everything everything was fine. Everything was mellow. It's a crazy, it's a, it's a weird story, frankly. It's just bizarre. And I mean, it gets weirder as you keep on reading. Um, but it interests me a lot. And I, I, like I said at the beginning, I just, I don't think I have my finger completely on it of what what we're actually supposed to get out of this but i think it's more than an obedience lesson you know this is more than just uh, jonah was not obedient to the lord's calling and then that's all happened and then i think there's more i think there's more in there and i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to navigate through this um yeah i think it's more than a, a god telling you to do something thing so, as we said, Nineveh equals evil and nasty and not pleasing to God, right? We're all on the same page with that. The weird thing in this story is that Jonah said no and is going to and to going to Nineveh, but still went somewhere else, which is so weird. Which is so weird. I just don't get why like why? Why did he still have to go through all the trouble? I mean, he obviously knows that Lord is over everything, that he can't run away from the Lord. So why would he uproot his entire life and try to go somewhere else? We're going to try to figure it out. And him trying to go to that somewhere else actually made him struggle more, made him fear more, and actually made the people around him suffer all along the way. Um, another thing I want you to think about is that they started hurling things overboard and it got worse and worse and worse. It's just like these are all things that don't make sense. If we put this essentially on our lives, if we do a heart search, and we're thinking, okay, if we throw away a bunch of things that we're not happy with and that aren't pleasing to God and that are keeping us away maybe and that are part of the problem, because the boat is part of the problem. If we, if we are listening to this story, getting on that boat was part of the problem for Jonah. So that means everything on the boat was part of the problem. And if we do the same kind of thing for our heart, what is part of the problem of what's going on on our heart? We would think, oh, it's good to throw away all of those things that are keeping us away from the Lord. And it's good to not go to evil. So it's this kind of, I don't know, it's just this brain explosion that I'm having over this the storm gets worse and worse and they throw all the things over and it gets worse and worse and they start fighting harder and harder to try to fix it and try to get to the promised land, if you will, to try to get back to their just like the beauty that dry land is in that situation. And the storm gets worse and worse. And it wasn't until Jonah was thrown over when things started to make sense again. So 
let's try to put our finger on this. What do we do with this? How does this relate to us? Um, I think so often God calls us away from a place and we com- or calls us to a place and we completely run away from it and go the opposite direction because it's terrifying. And I don't even know where the, what the map looks like where Nineveh is or where Tarshish is, but I, I envision that Tarshish is on the is a direct 90 degree turn away from Nineveh. Um, I could be completely wrong on that, but that's what I that's what I have in my mind. And the other question is, what if Jonah stayed right where he was? What if Jonah stayed in the city that he was? Would stuff still have hit the fan? You know, would have life been still a struggle? What if what if Jonah didn't run from Tarshish but stayed home? What what would have happened? Would people be struggling because of his contentment around him? Because of just staying where he's at in the Lord? Not not stepping out at all? I don't know. It's it's interesting to think about. The part I want to focus on is God calling him to Nineveh. Okay? And this will all kind of, I hope this all kind of, all these like uh, threads kind of t- turn into a rope. Um so it makes me think what is our Nineveh and what is God calling us to reconcile because the cool thing about God is that he reconciles he redeems he's he's pretty awesome um and him calling Jonah to Nineveh was saying hey Jonah I want you to reconcile something I want you to help me redeem this thing So Nineveh was ugly and nasty and not pleasing to the Father. What is the Nineveh inside of you? What is the ugly, nasty, not pleasing to the Father crap that's inside of us? And I I don't necessarily think this story is just Nineveh being a place on a map, but I think it's a place in our heart that God wants to reconcile um, and make pleasing to Him again. And I think God wants us to face it just like he was calling Jonah to face it. Um, even as much as Jonah was scared to face it. God's calling us to do the same thing even as, as much as we're scared to face something in our hearts. Because, you know, when we're walking with the Lord, we may not know what's next. You know, that'd be awesome. I've talked about that so many times of how awesome it would be just to get the blueprint of my life and just see, hey, God, what are you going to do with me? Um, But sometimes we just don't know. We don't know what's next, especially when you're midair being thrown from a boat about to hit your rock bottom. You don't know what's next. You're like, this could be it. Or something amazing is going to happen. And if you read on in chapter 2, I mean, obviously something crazy happened because the Lord intervened at that moment and he got swallowed by a fish. That's insane, right? I mean, the, when the Lord intervenes, it's insane. And and then that still doesn't make sense to Jonah. So he's like, well, what do I do now? I'm inside of a fish. What? I don't know what to do, right? But it all makes sense. And if you read chapters 3 and 4, it all makes sense in the end. Okay? One last thing I want to close on is the men throwing everything overboard. Um, 
I immediately, <laughs> this is stupid, but whatever. I, I think of that episode in SpongeBob um, where he's trying to be the best waiter that he can. And he does that. Uh, he sits in the corner for like what it's, I don't know how long it is, but he stands in the corner and is like, clear your mind, clear your mind, right? Over and over and again. And it shows a snapshot what's going on inside of his brain. And it's all little SpongeBob's running around tearing up papers and setting things on fire and clearing his mind, um, which we saw later in the episode was a disaster, right? Because the entire restaurant was ruined and Squidward was embarrassed and all that kind of stuff. I think that relates because when you are you are in the ocean and your boat is about to capsize, you you think of everything you can do to save this thing. You know, you think of every single possible thing that you can do to save it. And they just started throwing over everything, which means probably their clothes, which might mean their food, which anything, anything and everything to try to lighten the load of the boat so it doesn't go away. <laughs> um, same thing with everything in your life. You're running around in chaos and, and your, your life of a boat is about to capsize. You're so far lost and gone and the Lord is calling one thing out of your life to make right. And the weird thing is, is they were throwing it. They knew the answer. They knew what was going to save them, right? Jonah got on the boat and said, hey, I'm running from the Lord. Hey, uh, we don't need to cast lots right now. It is me. This is why this is all happening. Uh, there's no question. All these guys knew what was happening, but yet they were throwing everything overboard and trying to fix it on their own. The Lord is calling one thing out to make it right. And when, when that one thing, ah, this is cool. <laughs> when that one thing is thrown overboard, everything mellows. Just like in this story. Everything just goes silent and it's like, well, oh. That was, that was insane. You know? The cool part is, is those guys, the, the mariners, were like, whoa. At the end. They feared the Lord even more. They believed in the Lord even more because of what just happened. Jonah, Jonah I bet, had a bunch of other problems that he was needing to deal with. But God was just calling one problem out of him. And we could say it's obedience and stick to the script of what we're supposed to learn from the Jonah story. But God was calling him to come face to face with that problem. And that problem was Nineveh. And, and God just wanted to make it right. Sometimes we're comfy with our Nineveh and we don't want to lose it. So we throw everything else away. And we think that we can reconcile our life. But it doesn't work because God wants your Nineveh and wants to make it right. He wants to cast the one thing out of your heart that he keeps on pointing at and saying, hey, I want you to go there. I want you to face Nineveh. I want you to face your evil in your heart. And I want you to make it right. I want you to reconcile it. Which at the end of the, of the Jonah book, it's reconciled. And everything is made right pretty cool so it makes me think of what is my what is the thing that the lord's calling me towards what is the lord what is the lord calling me to face in my heart what is the lord trying to reconcile and redeem in my heart um and maybe even repair nineveh needed a lot of repair 
Um, it was a messed up city. And I mean, my heart's a messed up place. I think all of our hearts are a messed up place. And sometimes we're just focusing on the wrong things. And we just need to focus on the one thing that the Lord is calling us to face. So that's what I've got tonight.